big Doug Ball talk. Top of the morning to you. When you listen to this, it could be St. Patrick's Day. We don't really know. Uh, We're recording this one uh, a day early. Early. uh, uh, Surprise. Yeah, yeah, a tidbit earlier than we we generally would do it, but uh, we're we're getting it out there, uh, and it's ahead of St. Patrick's Day. Uh, And for all who celebrate, uh, enjoy a a green-colored beer or maybe perhaps a a, a, a Guinness, and uh, of of course, uh, you know you got you got to get a couple shots of uh, of Irish whiskey, India of green. Uh, Yep. Yeah, that's 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 really the only important things. Uh, Jordan, I mean, uh, throughout our, our our youth, especially, I would say that we uh, we got into some some shenanigans over the the years. But uh, you Not know me. what? You I did, feel maybe. like I feel like uh, I, I, that St. Patrick's Day has is really one that just gets better with age. And maybe I'm wrong on that. <laughs> maybe there is a cap. Maybe there is a cutoff here. But uh, I feel like the, the, the older I get, the more it's uh, it's become enjoyable. <laughs> uh, I, I don't exactly enjoy uh, a, a bunch of uh, like weirdos uh, gathered around in someone's garage. I'd much rather you know, <laughs> no. go, to, go to an actual yeah. uh, pub, have an experience, uh, listen to some yeah. music. Uh, that, that's always a little bit more exciting than just wearing green and uh, you know uh, drinking in some dude's basement. Yeah, well, there, there's the maturity mat. Mature Matt comes out. Uh, oh yeah, you, you know he sometimes I know I know I knew he's I know he's in there. Sometimes he you know pokes his little head out. Uh, but uh, like, uh, I know, like you know, a groundhog. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree, Matt. I agree. I think uh, you know it's weird. I actually don't remember doing much for St. Patty's Day in like high school. I don't. I can't remember a single St. Like yeah, maybe we went we went to yeah we would just go to someone's house but i swear i i blew those off and was just watching uh basketball uh yep. you know march madness or something um but uh yeah i mean it, it, it is more game. fun yeah yeah well the the, the i'm not uh, gonna go fucking party guys hofster <laughs> plays wisconsin i can't miss it <laughs> oh my god that was me um i mean hey sometimes we were still no we weren't still playing basketball in the season? No, no, it'd be wrapped up by now. When we were really good, we sometimes we played into March there at the end. Uh, you know, Marching when I took March. control of the team, uh, March just <laughs> into March. Um, but uh, the um, the issue this year, Matt, though, as I've told you off camera, I work at six a.m. on Saturday, so we'll see how hard I can go. But uh, you know, I might still I might still attempt a little a little bit of uh, you know St. Patrick's Day fun. Uh, we will see. But yeah, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. it is one that 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 that's. It's nice when you're an adult, you know. You can just go out, be dignified. The weather's a little bit warmer. Um, yeah, uh, I, I agree, Matt. I totally agree with you. Um, well, yeah. and, and maybe one day we'll do it for real. We'll go to, to Ireland mm-hmm. and do it, uh, you know, uh, Irish style, the way it's supposed to be done. Dirty uh, style, do a live, yeah. live podcast over there. Uh, lots of options. Do a bit of a, uh, a pub crawl for any of our, uh, our UK or oh, yes. Irish listeners. Uh, you know, yes. get at us. Let's set this shit up. Uh, but uh, th- let's get back on track here. Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Flegel recapping uh, the, the latest and uh, greatest news coming out of the National Basketball Association uh, this week. Uh, and to start things off, Jordan, I mean, we it seems like the saga is finally coming to a close uh, for our buddy, John Morant. Uh, Eight-game suspension being slapped down, uh, really a slap on the wrist, uh, all things considered, uh, for the, uh, the, the the young superstar uh, after meeting with Adam Silver and coming out of his counseling program. Uh, it appears that the uh, the gun that he was given was not his, and he didn't take it on board uh, a team plane, which was really all they cared about because it was uh, that broke a violation that they would have had to suspend him for the rest of the year, I believe. Uh, yeah. But uh, now, you know, eight games, I think Grizzlies fans, 
you got to be counting your blessings right now because that's uh, that's a pretty lucky break here, especially when you look back and Gilbert Arena's got 50. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, I mean, he uh, sat down with Jalen Rose. I don't know if you saw that, Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, yeah, I mean, he sort of cleared the air about, yeah, gun not being his. And, you know, I was, I, I was just kind of struck by his demeanor in that interview because he seemed very much, like, fine and still kind of unfazed. Like, I know he was supposed to be going away to get healing or whatever uh mm-hmm. but you know and he said he's getting he said he got reiki done which uh i i really love uh and he was doing you know anti anti-anxiety breathing and stuff and you know that that's great if you, if you needed that that's awesome but overall i was just i was, I was happy that in that sit down he seemed kind of you know like he was in a good mental place and uh, you know maybe once this suspension is served you can just kind of come back and and really focus on the basketball. At least that's how he was making making it seem. So, so that that all seems good. And, and yeah, the news comes about the the eight games. You're right. I, you know, could have been much longer. I think people were maybe expecting much longer. I wasn't yeah. even sure if the NBA was going to do anything at all because this kind of took a while. I wasn't yeah. even really under. I didn't know that. I guess I had known that they were he was they were investigating him or whatever. But I thought maybe that they were just going to let the team deal with it with the sort of absence that he had taken. But I'm glad, I, I, and, at, you know, when you look at it, I think the NBA had to do something because this whole, you know, like Adam Silver would have just been, you know, it would have been another thing to sort of clown him about, just sort of letting players run wild when Stern would have, you know, had this guy in a chokehold, you know, yep. the, you know at the club himself uh, if he found out about it. So, so you know, it's... Well, it, it, uh, we'll see how this goes. I think this is a big story for, for the Western Conference and for Memphis um, because, again, I said maybe even if Jaw does come back, are the vibes going to be too off? Is it going to be too weird? Is it too late with, you know, all the injuries they're dealing with, uh, you know, in addition to this? Dylan but, Brooks was holding it down, man. He was, uh, he was he keeping was. That, that, that shit up. He, he, if anything, he was clocking double shifts. I know, I know, I know. He's 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 good. He stays on top of it. Still want still want you on know, the podcast, Dylan. Please check your Twitter. Check your Twitter, Twitter, please. Yeah, um, he hasn't he hasn't used Twitter since 2020, so we might. Not yeah, but there's hope. Still. Uh, wh- wh- I haven't what checked is he his Twitter on? likes to the hope. Uh, maybe Instagram or something. We need to buy we need to buy a spot on Draymond's podcast, like a little ad. You know he's listening yeah. to that, and then maybe yep. we'll get his attention. Uh, we'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, but, Draymond. But, hey, can we please advertise? We're gonna call you a bitch, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna invite the guy you don't. Like to come talk shit about you on a different podcast. That's cool. Look, here's, here's, I, I would love twenty five dollars, Alex. We need twenty five dollars. I would love a big dog ball talk. Whatever Draymond's podcast is called, crossover. Uh, that would be fucking amazing. Draymond, just as much as Dylan Brooks, I would love to have on the podcast. Both of them at the same time. I don't care. Um, but yeah, again, we'll, 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 we'll figure that all out. But we'll have to. We'll have to like merge together. To we'll be the mediators. One, one, one Don King, yeah, to, to yeah. really pump this up. <laughs> Only in the podcast world. <laughs> but uh so a- anyway the eight games yeah you're right less than i thought i think that's a i think that's a fair number i mean again i'm not i'm not a fucking litigator i'm not gonna be like oh it wasn't his gun and you know he mm-hmm. didn't take it on a play I, I don't know any of the rules or like what should be done here but eight games seems fair seems like um you know that that is still coming down now to the wire at the end of the season. It's a good thing Memphis yep. can play well without him, and they've proven that over the last couple of years because there's not going to be that many games left. But um, I, I, I guess sort of you know I, I, after that sit down with Jalen Rose, I, I'm kind of coming away with it thinking 
there is there is another way this could go if if Jaw has sort of served his time and feels like you know he's 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 done what he needs to do and he can come back and then kind of have this sort of I don't know revenge like Jaw I'm back kind of uh kind of a deal that could yep, yep. that could actually go the other way and give the energy uh, the 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 Grizzlies uh, like a bit of a boost and some energy going into the playoffs you know to sort of prove people wrong who have kind of written them off as you know it, it, the season's done it's you know too much has happened so. We will see what what it how it affects the on court product, but um, and you know and how the Grizzlies can bounce back from this and how Jaw can bounce back from this when he gets back onto the court. But mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah, I mean eight games. I don't know. That that seems fair. That seems good. Yeah. And hopefully that then you know if there's no other infractions, we can all kind of move past this because we all we all want to go back to watching Jaw trying to dunk on guys from yeah. from you know taking off from the foul line. Uh, I've missed that. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, even if you look and start adding on, you know, the uh, the team sanctioned, uh, you know, suspensions or penalties that he he took on, he this is a you know a more close to twelve games. He's uh, essentially yeah. suspended, if you want to call it that, uh, or games total missed, uh, you know, pre and post uh, official suspension. And uh, this this will have him coming back on uh, the seventy. I think they'll have played seventy six games, so he'll get six or five or six games to kind of get back into shape, get back into uh, the groove of things, which uh, for a guy like that, uh, a player of his caliber, I'm sure won't take too, too long. Uh, or at least, again, if you're a Grizzlies fan, you hope that this isn't going to now turn into some kind of Ben Simmons mental block. Ow, my back hurts now. Uh, dilemma. Yeah. Uh, where's the Glock? Uh, you got to know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he, I think that uh, this is this should work out fine for them. Uh, I, I'm feeling pretty optimistic. I remember when all this was going down, uh, they were getting hit with the injury bug at the same time. Uh, it seemed like uh, shit was hitting the fan, but it's it looks over. like it looks like they're they're bouncing back in a big way, and it, it looks like the Grizzlies might be able to, to come out of this, uh, you know, on top. And I really do hope that uh, you know Jaw does like this is legit, and that he actually does you know acknowledge maybe he should not be flashing uh, the piece on uh, Instagram Live. Like that's that's really the only thing he had to not do. Like he could have done the exact same thing and posted a video of himself oh, yeah. partying and whatever. You take out that one second frame of him with the gun. No problems. Yep. Nobody cares. He was posting shit like this. Uh, like I think it was rookie su- the summer after his rookie year, uh, drinking uh, drinking straight out of the bottle on his Instagram live. Uh, didn't realize he didn't have it on his close friends or, or whatever. Yeah. This is like like this guy's been known to you know he gets a little loose, he gets a little gets some yeah. party going. But I mean, hey, this guy's just blowing off steam. He's uh, he's young. He's a multimillionaire. <laughs> he's a celebrity. I mean, who the hell wouldn't act like that? Uh, but Jaw. You got to draw the line somewhere, man, and uh, I think it's there. Like, I mean, I, hey, event, like I, I don't even care. I mean, he, you know that he was he made a, like a fifty thousand dollar donation to a local business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's, left he's... it left it all over the floor uh, and uh, threw everybody oh. else out, and uh, <laughs> it was just him and the uh, the one worker at the uh, the establishment. It was uh, just a great young man, man. When you said that, I went straight to that video where <laughs> I thought. <laughs> In my head, when he tipped that uh, waitress, oh. do you remember that? When he tipped <laughs> yeah, that yeah, woman, and yeah. she was so happy. He yeah, he's, this he's very too. charitable. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, yes, he did. He's very charitable. Uh, well done. But you know, uh, he's twenty three years old, um, which is crazy. You know, it's crazy. It's very weird to be at the point now where we are older than uh, you know some of the young players in the league that especially kind of stuck up Madness, on us here. It's like these oh my kids God. born in 2004, and I'm like, no, in my in my brain, in my brain, I should be able to. Be, <laughs> I should still be better than any person younger than me at basketball. Oh, yes. I don't care. And I am. I, well, no, this doesn't apply am, to you. Man. This doesn't apply yep. to you, though. This only applies to me. 
Uh, no, I'm, but I'm saying I agree with you, and I and I am. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. No. I'm not saying it's in my brain. I'm declaring it. So John Morant falls in that category, you know. Buddy, Zion, no all these guys. So, but go on. I'll, I'll throw down a windmill in a in a couple of days, man. Me and Chuck have been plotting. It's a about lot. the wisdom, man. Uh, it's about the wisdom. It's it's about the mm. you know wisdom that I've acquired <laughs> as I go through life. You know, my basketball uh, IQ is off the charts. But go go ahead, Matt. Go on. Oh, I'm just saying. I think that that's uh, that's messed up in my brain to see these insane freshmen coming into college, and it's like, okay, you know what? I got to see. Maybe they, maybe these guys, maybe these guys could give me a run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean not they're, me they're, again. They're six I'm foot eight, better forty than inch but... verticals. Uh, yeah, you know, they, they, might, they, they might they might have a couple uh, a couple oh, advantages okay. that I that I don't have, but uh, you know, they don't have the heart and the soul. No, no, it it, it is fucking crazy. But anyway, I mean, John jo Morant, twenty three. Um, he has a daughter, right? Because I was gonna, I, I was asking, or I, not asking, I was wondering because he mentioned it in that Jalen Rose sit down. I'm pretty sure he has a kid. Um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, he does have a kid. I'd say uh, yeah, he has a daughter. Okay, so and Three so, years old. Is, but but is he like single now? Like, does he have a? Uh, I don't think he's got a girlfriend or anything. No, okay. I think he's uh, I think he's single on the prowl, maybe. Okay, because I was going to say, I mean, Jaw, I mean, w- w- one thing, maybe for the Grizzlies, you know, they can set it up. Uh, Ooh, you know, one it. thing that'll keep him in line, I mean, if he had, uh, you know, a partner there to, uh, you know, tell him when he's got to be back home. I mean, all that stuff. I mean, you, th- that's the best thing to keep a, you know, a young, ra- a r- young rowdy man. Um, you know, See, in line, out of trouble. So you saw, you saw uh, so, my, you saw my uh, development and my my shifting. Exactly. After, I mean, uh, that's what that's what I'm basing it on. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Matt, Matt were, and John Morant, pretty much the same experience. You were you were out flashing, you know, the piece at uh, at the Harb and at Smugglers, man. But you know, after you know, at a, a <laughs> yeah. certain point, that all just went away. Keep uh, you you were clean. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very similar photo, man. You know, a leaked photo of you. Yeah. Uh, no one else was up there. You got a gun out, and uh, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's twenties all over the floor. I mean, um, exact same sort of life I story. So yeah, Jaw, if you're listening, and I know you are, um, yeah, get yourself, uh, you know, a, 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 a devoted, loyal partner who loves you, and uh, you know, it'll 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 all sort of get better from there. I really believe that. So uh, hopefully. Jaw can figure it out. I, I have faith that he will and uh, come back on the court, man. I mean, we can't be missing Jaw and Zion, for fuck's sake. I mean, w- w- Zion's yeah. enough of a headache not being able to watch this guy. Uh, we need Jaw on the court. Uh, so eight games, we'll stomach it. And then uh, no more no more violence, Jaw. No more naughty things, please. Mm-hmm, Just uh, mm-hmm. keep it keep it clean. Keep it PG. Um, yeah. Let's, and Jaw, let's if, clean, if you want- clean the act up. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll actually we'll play an old uh, we'll play the old game the uh, the matchmaker game. Uh, if you come on the podcast, we'll, we'll set, set it, up. it up. We'll set up a matchmaker well, no, game. No, lots we'll find of you. ladies. Yeah, we'll find you the girl of your dreams, man. She'll she'll keep a you. A Toronto keep girl actually up. will will really not take any of this shit, man. Uh, yeah, so. well, I don't know. I don't know if I want to approach that shit. Uh, on sound but, girl. Yeah, that now that's what we're going to we'll we'll a Toronto girl, an own sound girl, and then I don't know. We'll we'll do a wild card. I don't know. I mean, both those could yeah. probably be wild cards uh, on their own. But uh, yes. a uh, you know a guy who's who's never been a wild card. He's just uh, salt of the earth. Uh, one of the best players in the NBA, Damian Lillard. Uh, he recently sat down, had some comments to make uh, in regards to just where he sees the NBA going. And it's not really the actual NBA he's referring to as a, as a whole. It's more of a the the culture around the NBA and the and really just 
the people like Jordan and I, the fans who are out there, uh, you know, making these debates, uh, starting conversations and narratives. And uh, one of the things that he has, he's obviously, and I, I'm surprised this is the first time we're hearing him really talk about it. I know he's mentioned it a little bit in the past, but uh, this was a really big rant for him to just talk about, you know, ring culture and wh- wh- why people think, uh, you know, he doesn't think he's trying to get a ring hard enough or uh, why uh, yeah. he hasn't gotten one yet, why he hasn't requested a trade. And he made some interesting points, Jordan, throughout all of this. But at the same time, I was like, I think that he needs to kind of listen to what he's saying to really understand why it doesn't make sense. Uh, because, you know, he starts off by going, you know, hey, we don't need to uh, value everybody by a ring, which is 100% true. You look back and before LeBron James, nobody really cared how many championships you won. It really wasn't that big of a deal. People obviously respected yeah. you if you were a champion, but it didn't make or break your career if you weren't able to get there. It was understood that, you know what, it's a team game. Not every superstar is going to be able to get there if they don't have a good enough team yeah. around them. Now, it's a, it, it's a different uh, different ball game. If you're a superstar, you're expected to drag your team to the finals, and if you don't do it, then you're not that good to begin with. And that I can totally understand from Dame's perspective is pretty tough because how the hell can he control 48 minutes of play with uh, you yeah. know 10 guys on the court? Uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, but on the other side of this whole argument, you know that that's all great and good. The other side is he's had all these opportunities to make changes and like actually go for the championship. I understand that you know he's he's staying loyal to the soil. He's staying with Portland and he doesn't want to go anywhere. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, it's like where what what is it about? Like, is it just the fact that they drafted you and that's all that you care about? Like, uh, maybe he loves the city. I, I, I'm not really 100% sure what is making him feel so indebted to them. Like, uh, maybe, maybe we're just, like, numb to it now. Maybe the, the, there's no such thing, really, as a, as a, a loyal player in the, uh, today's NBA. Because, I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, it's a business, Dame. And uh, if they thought it was better for their business to trade you, they would have done it. Uh, so I don't think that you yeah. should make your business about, uh, you know, what's uh, what's about looking good, looking uh, rock solid. You should really go in and try to get that ring. So I don't know, Jordan, where, where do you fall here on Dame's comments uh, kind of regarding ring culture in, in the NBA? Might be controversial, Matt, but uh, I I love ring culture. I love the idea that you're shit without a ring because I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't care if you think that you, uh, you know, oh, woe is me. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm Charles Barkley. I'm not talked about. In the same. <laughs> yeah, Charles, you never won a ring. I'm sorry. You had a chance, came up against Michael. Didn't work out for you. But, you know, I I still, uh, you know, if I'm a smart enough fan, I'm not going to go to those type of guys like Stockton and Nash and all those guys and be like, this guy's bad because he hasn't won a ring. And I'm not going to say that about you, Dame, either. But at the same time, that it's what we play the game for. I don't know what this whole like argument, this whole like head scratching is about. Like, do people really want us to get to a point where it's like, it literally doesn't matter if you've won won a ring or not? Like, it still Mm -hmm. fucking matters. And it's still... And yeah, maybe it, it is because of LeBron, but we have the example uh, from LeBron of a guy who can drag a very subpar team with almost no one else around you to the finals. Um, and, and I still, for the record, I still hold it against LeBron that he didn't win some of those, even though he's completely unmatched. Um, I, I I am totally in, in favor of saying, look, championships count. But again, at the other side, on the other side of the coin, I'm not going to praise Kevin Durant for winning his two rings with Golden State because he joined a team that would prove they could you know get all the way to the finals best regular season team of all time without him so yeah. i'm so I'm some rings hold more value is what you're telling me yes so i'm just talking about you know like when we're looking mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. 
I'm just more for, you know, bringing the context in constantly. Like, yeah, like Dirk's ring, uh, everyone knows, is worth like three, uh, you know, with, with, with what he did. And uh, again, same thing with Dame. Dame is actually right. If he stays in Portland and somehow they do this crazy overhaul and get through the West in two years and he wins a championship, that'll be one of the craziest and most impressive and I yeah. will hold it up as one of the most impressive championships. Well, that would that's also ever be insane because they're thirteenth right now in the West, and well, have exactly. like no draft capital and no real good young prospects. So if they win in two exactly. years, I will. Uh, I'm not really. I'll go a year without wearing my shirt. Okay, there we go. I mean, write it down, Dame. This is you know more material that, for Dame? you. That's what you want to see, man. But, <laughs> Seriously, but. but but this 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 idea that we we have to be you know nicer to these guys who haven't won. I'm like. I will give you your proper credit, but I will also, you know, it's it's also just a fact that you haven't won a ring. And and yep. yes, it's true. I'm not going to hold it against you if your team was never, you know, that good. If you did everything you could, if your stats were good in the playoffs uh, and your teams just didn't quite make it through. That's the case with Dame. So it's not, again, I, I'm just, I'm sick of this idea that fans either think, like, I, I, I think it's a straw man argument. It's a fake argument that fans either think you're good if you won a ring or you're bad if you haven't. Like there's, yeah, there's a bunch of complicated and complex things that go into it. But I'm not. I don't like this idea that we're trying to, uh, you know, we're trying to make it so that it it's not as important that you've won a ring. That is the most important thing. Um, yeah. And I'm go. I am gonna give players the the nod. Uh, you know, who have who have went and got that ring. But again, I'm not even gonna. It's not like I'm taking players who, um, you know, I, I think. A point where I sort of agree with the discussion around rings being hyped up too much is when a player like, you know, when fucking Gary Payton and, and uh, Carl Malone went to join the 2004 Lakers, I, if they go on to win that, I'm not counting their rings in that, like, in the same in the same way that I'm, you know, would count, uh, you know, a, a, any number of rings won by, like, the finals MVP that year. Like, the, so the, you're the telling players me Jeremy that actually Lin. won. Jeremy Lin, not a real NBA champion? If we're talking about it in the sense of how to weigh your fucking career, no. Because he didn't do anything for that team. Uh, So, again, I'm trying to bring the nuances back in. Bring the actual conversations. Dame, I understand it's frustrating. And you know what? We're talking about Dame. He's from Oakland. I think he loves being on the West Coast. I think he loves being in Portland because, you know, it's it's close to home. Uh, It's over there. He's clearly gotten, you know, he's got a bunch of ties with that community. He does great stuff with that community constantly. He's one of the most, you know, charitable guys that we've got in the league. And I think that's great to have a relationship with the place that drafted you and want to stay there and whatever. But Dame, at the same time, we've been saying for a couple years now, it would be if you cared about the franchise. It would be better for them if you left because they would get yep. a huge haul for you, uh, and then you could you could actually go compete. And we're, I'm not talking about winning a championship. I don't actually really care if Dame wins a championship. Uh, but could I see you in the playoffs again, Dame, or in the playoffs with any sort of chance to advance? Because the yep. last three times you've been in the playoffs, there's been. And aside from a somewhat fluky Western Conference Finals where you got swept by the Warriors who didn't have Kevin Durant. Hey, they led They led for, I think it's something crazy, like 95% of all the minutes played in that game. They were up. Got and it was just ousted fourth right at quarter the end crumbles. There. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then before, you know, before that, you get you get uh, absolutely humiliated by the, the Pelicans, like all this yep. stuff. And it's like, Dame, I... I, 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 I I, I respect guys who stay with, with, with one franchise. I respect guys who are loyal, and I and I, I get all that. And, again, I do think he genuinely likes being there, um, which is understandable that he'd want to stay. But it's gotten it, it's gotten to the point now where it's like, 
Yes, Dame. I'm sorry. If you are one of these great point guards who's, who's put up all these great stats, you know, comparable to Steph shooting wise, you know, has, has always been sort of, you know, on that MVP sort of fringe conversation, if not flat out in it, had that amazing bubble run. You are still going to be a player who just you, you, you at the end of the day, if, if you know that you stay this course who hasn't won a ring and there's no actually way around that. There's no way to like talk yourself into being like, uh, was it my fault? It's like, yeah, the, the other guys have been in this situation and have sort of demanded that they go, uh, you know, win at the highest level. Yeah. And and whether that's leaving your team, then that's what you have to do. And I think those players who have done that and have gone and done it successfully, um, you know, that is that is something that should be uh, applauded, too, because at the end of the day, that's that's probably a harder thing to do to say, I'm leaving this place where I've been comfortable, where I've been, you know, set down my roots. I'm going to a new team, all in all in 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 uh, sort of search of having more playoff success and being a better winner of the game. That's mm-hmm. harder to do than what you're doing, Dame. You're just staying put. You're staying in your, your same place you've been. You know, you know, the building, you know, the fans, you know, all this stuff. So again, if, if, if Portland was a competitive team, I would get it. I wouldn't have any issues, but they've been, they have, they have no way out. And the best way for both Dame to go and win and the franchise to get better is if he lets them trade him for a, for a big haul and and goes and and gets some better fucking teammates somewhere else. Yeah. And and again, at the end of the day, if if Dame wants to be respected for staying his whole career somewhere, putting his blinders on, not caring about anything else, I will respect you for that. But you can't also simultaneously be respected for wanting to win because you've shown if you're doing this that there are things that are more important. And again, that's okay. Yeah. But but uh, like I, the the point of the game is winning. So Dame, I, I, I'm sorry, you, you you can't have it both ways here. Uh, so if he wants to stay with Portland, fine. I, I genuinely will respect him for being one of the few guys in the modern era who's against all odds, sort of stayed with his team um, and and sort of stuck with them, you know, ride or die. That's fine. But I'm I'm not going to, you know, there, there are certain sort of limitations on how I'm going to talk about you legacy wise as a player yeah. because... I haven't, I haven't we we haven't seen Dame do his crazy heroics in the in the uh the playoffs since fucking before the pandemic for God's sake. Yeah, like, yeah. What the, hell? The, the Paul the Paul George half court uh, pull up shot probably yeah. the last one. Yeah. So it's like I and and I know they took they took one game off the Lakers in the bubble that was exciting. Then they were out of there. Um. And so it's like the the the, the people complaining, Dame. Like no one's trying to like tear you down. Like if, if anything. The, the people who are trying to get you to leave are trying are doing it because they're such big fans of you that we want to see you in high level, you know, high, high leverage, high pressure games again. And yep. it's like there's no way of we can see that happening in Portland. So I, I think Dame's maybe a little bit I, I think he thinks, you know, he's being attacked more than he actually is for this sort yeah. of thing. Like um, it. So. So I don't know. It, you know I mean, it, 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 at the end of the day, it's up to Dame. It's his choice how he wants to be remembered. But I, I again, I, I just don't think he can have it both ways as a guy who's won and a guy who's been super loyal sometimes you got to make a choice most players do it's very rare that you get the dirk situation where you fucking toil away at it for years and years and years and then finally make it um and so dame's running out of time man so he's either going to be loyal or he's going to be a winner it's up to him how he wants to be uh you know remembered in the the the, the history books uh, when we look back on him in 20 years well another player who's trying to be a winner jordan carl anthony towns uh is he is he oh, trying? He's trying to, man. Uh, the front office, I don't think, is, but uh, he's yeah, trying. Uh, but Cat, 
uh, rumored to uh, slowly be making his way to a return, possibly, uh, you know, in the next uh, few weeks, uh, which would put him right before the end of the season, uh, which would be, you know, I don't really know if it's a good thing or a bad thing for the Timberwolves, Jordan. I think that's kind of what this discussion is going to be settled around because my money as, rides on this. Yeah, as much as your money is riding on this, and uh, you know, I, I'm interested on in your opinion, especially for this. Um, but you know, right now, currently, they're seventh in the uh, the Western Conference. They're uh, a game behind the Warriors for the sixth seed to avoid the play-in, uh, and, and I think they probably want to avoid the play-in at all costs. I don't think they want to have yep. to match up against any of these superstars uh, in a in a spotlight game. Uh, nope. But, man, we've seen Anthony Edwards kind of blossom into a amazing, you know, primary scorer, primary ball handler, and uh, on a team that has been dominated by Cat and that has been Cat's club for, uh, you know, since 2015, really. Uh, it's, uh, it's crazy for me to think that maybe this is the sign, like this is the writing on the wall with this whole Gobert trade as well. Uh, because when it, even though it was a small sample size, because uh, you know Cat uh, goes down super early this year uh, and pretty much misses the entire season, uh, yep. you know when it was Cat and Rudy Gobert, they never figured it out. It no. was bad. They were out of sorts. The spacing was horrible. Pretty much everything mm-hmm. that uh, you know I had said was going to happen happened this time. But they never had. Yep. They never. I'll say this. They never had a true full a chance to take a kick of the can, see what works, and kind of experiment with this true. whole uh, this whole idea. So when they come back, they're barely going to have any time to mesh. They're not going to have a no. you know a huge avenue here to to experiment with new things and try and get cap like uh, amalgamated back into this lineup. So. I mean, what I'm looking at here is if they don't make the the playoffs, if they end up missing the plan and everything, I could see Cat maybe getting moved in the off season. I think that's kind of what this seems like to me because I, I think that you can't go with uh, like you kind of have two ultimatums, and I think Cat kind of has to be the odd man out in both. You can't have Gobert yeah. and Cat on the same team, and I just don't know if having uh, Ant and Cat uh, as much as I want De'Aaron and Fox over there. Uh, you know, it doesn't look like he's yeah. going to be able to stay. Uh, I, I, they have two guys who are just offensive dominant players. Uh, they need the ball in their hands, and they have no defensive ability, really. Uh, so having both of them as your top two guys is kind of tough to do. So I, I could honestly see them trying to get a King's Ransom, try and make back some of that stock exchange that they uh, they had to throw away for, uh, for Gobert. But, uh, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. But, I mean, ultimately, Jordan, do you think that Towns returning is going to be enough to save your money? Yeah, uh, I don't know because they, they've been playing well. I mean, Boston's been struggling, but they, they almost beat Boston last night uh, in a close game, lost by two. They, like, Anthony Edwards has been on a fucking tear, and, like, he, he's just been absolutely incredible this season. Again, once Ant went out, uh, and I, I agree, it wasn't a large sample size. It's It's hard to know what this team fully healthy will look like because uh, they, they, they didn't really have the time. But this team without Cat looks good, and it makes sense to me. Like, Conley and Edwards, perfect backcourt. I think Conley's the perfect guy to sort yeah, of put next to, to Anthony Edwards. Just a, he, a he's one of the most guy. perfect complimentary guys to throw next to anyone in the league. You could you could start Mike 100%. Conley on any team, and it would be good. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, but particularly on this team, who needed that veteran leadership and that steady hand, that, that, that you know, lead ball handler who could do that, unlike D'Lo, who's a bit more of a... Uh, you know, doesn't have that sort of in him. He's much more better suited with the Lakers, who have their own vets. Um, and, you know, need the need the scoring. Things um, are good in all LA right now with D'Lo. They are the he's, second he's the second great. coming, man. 
I mean, they did lose to Houston last night, but uh, that's all right because Houston's going to happen better. Um, but uh, Josh Green probably uh, shot two for twenty. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Conley and Edwards, I think that's perfect. Jaden McDaniels is fucking a fucking killer on the on the wing. He can defend fucking anyone one through four. He has been awesome. Um, and then you throw him out there in that in that starting unit. You obviously have Gobert at the center, and then you have Slomo Anderson. That is like a really good versatile like defensively lineup with you've got you know Gobert protecting the rim. You've got Gobert with enough space under there to actually work and score the ball. Like there's no mm-hmm. one else. Everyone else is out there on the perimeter. This kind of four out one in uh, type of type of style, and you know exactly who's going to dominate the ball um, in terms of scoring. It's going to go to th- you're going to play through Anthony Edwards. You've got Kyle Anderson doing that you know sort of secondary playmaking ball handling. You've got Conley spotting up, um, and like this this team is. Really, somehow the Timberwolves of all teams have have sort of created a really well constructed team. Like one of my one of my favorite sort of team constructions, yeah, almost yeah. anywhere in the league. Like it's, I really it's, like. It's very, it's simple, but it's you know yes. simple enough to work, and it'll make sense. But, uh, they're not trying to be too cute with it anymore. Yeah, and everyone, every sort of cog, everyone sort of fits into place, and it it, it just makes sense. You've got you know Finch coaching his ass off over there, um, and you know you got. Guys like freaking Nas Reed, but maybe the best backup big in the league right now, coming coming and 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 you know make making his presence known. You've got Torian Prince and, and these uh, other guys. Pro, pro, he um, probably should have some more love. He's uh, probably his name thrown out there for Sixth Man of the Year. I think he's been one of the 100%. more solid and consistent uh, bench producers all year, but uh, really hasn't gotten the love. No, and and when he's needed to step into that starting lineup, they he's been yep. great also. So yeah, Nas Reed, shout out Nas Reed, one hundred percent. But like. And so, Carl Anthony Towns comes into this. He blows everything the fuck up. The team no longer makes yeah. sense. It's back. I'm back to hating it. And it's like, who do you even play at that that as that that sort of swingman position? Do you go more with slow mo, or do you play McDaniel's? And and how does their role change? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think you lose you lose all of your advantages. You lose your defensive versatility. You lose your spacing. Like all the stuff we talked about when the trade happened. So it's like, if I'm the Timberwolves, 100, percent I'm looking at this team and I'm like. We are, like, without Cat the entire year in a West that's not good, but a West that is at least competitive and jumbled up. We are yeah. in that, that that seventh spot with a fairly young team without a lot of, you know, proven guys. Um, and, and, and only and two and a half games back. Vets. Only two and a half games back from uh, the four-seeded Phoenix Suns. I mean, uh, well, you know, if, things, exactly. uh, if this team looks like this a little bit earlier, who knows? A hundred percent, yeah. So it's like you, you, you – I don't think I, I think you're smart to move on from Cat because, like, you, you want to sell Cat high at the same time, so you want him to mm-hmm. come back and you know look good. You want to showcase him as much as possible, uh, yeah. but like, I just I just don't see how you can you know look at yourself and say you know that this team constructed with with Cat and Gobert as your as your sort of two big men out there on the floor is going to perform better than. Than uh, the, the the team they have now, obviously you know, Cat brings that scoring upside and that star potential, mm-hmm. but I, I just think fit wins out uh, a, a lot of the time at the end of the day, and and so it, I think realistically what they'll do is bring him back and try it out. But I am would not be surprised at all if they just kind of don't look as good, if they're not as potent, if if the, there's some frustration like with roles and like how how the the team is just playing generally because yep, yep. um I just don't see him coming back and them getting better. I think that the, the it's it's just going to screw up what they do on both sides of the ball, you know, as good as Cat can be. Um and and you know, it, it would be different too if Cat wasn't a fucking hothead, if he wasn't a guy who picked up stupid fouls, a guy who 
calls out his fucking teammates for no reason and uh, who can't even stay on the court uh, in big playoff games because he fouls too much. Like, it would be a different story if he wasn't that player as well, in addition to not being the greatest fit with the guy that you just gave up every draft pick you have for. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll see what they do. Obviously, they're not going to jump the gun. I, I, I don't think, you know, I, I think they're going to bring him back and try and implement him into this team, uh, you know, if they are playing postseason basketball. But if I was the Timberwolves, I would fucking trade this guy and see what you can get. Because imagine this team, this Timberwolves team, with a bunch of whatever assets you would get from a cat trade, like making up all that salary. Like you could fill yeah. out your bench. You could maybe upgrade one of these starters, move slow-mo to the bench or something. Uh, this could be a good team. And, and again, I, I like this idea of, okay, we're just going to go for it now. I know Anthony Edwards is young, but let's put some vets around him. Conley, Gobert, uh, slow-mo, um, and, you know, build around him and McDaniels, this fucking, you know, with that uh, anyone, any Timberwolves fan, if you want to be excited, that the end of that fucking Dallas game when Kyrie and Luca were playing hot potato, it's because him and McDaniels were fucking locking down every single angle, every every part of the court. They're, you know, when when they're both trying, they might be the most you know terrifying young defensive wing duo. They're fucking you know long, athletic, quick. Uh, so so there's good stuff going on in Minnesota, 100. percent But I think if Cat comes back, you uh, you throw a wrench in the whole thing, man. Well, uh, he's a he's got one more year left on his contract. Uh, he'll be 28 years old. Uh, one year left, 36 million on that contract before he's an unrestricted Cannot believe free he's agent. Almost 28. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting uh, the off season. I mean, obviously there's no real uh, you know news or stories that they are making him available, but uh, I would just I would keep uh, an eye out on that. Uh, keep a future yeah. investment on uh, Carol Anthony Towns possibly getting uh, moved somewhere uh, in the off season, yeah. De- depending on how this all ends up finishing out. Who knows? Maybe him and Gobert will end up uh, looking like uh, Elijah Wan and Ralph Sampson. Uh, okay, who knows? Uh, we'll see. Uh, I doubt it. Uh, but uh, to move <laughs> on here, uh, we, we uh, another duo and uh, really a team. We mentioned it on Monday, and uh, we're sticking true to our word here. That's uh, We're only as good as our word. Uh, and we said one team that we didn't talk about much at all this season, which ironically we talked about a lot last year, even though the, the shtick was that we weren't talking about them. Uh, <laughs> but the Sacramento Kings, uh, back into second Sack place town. in the Western Conference. Yep, Sacktown. Everyone loves it. Uh, the... Uh, they, they've sneakily turned themselves into not a joke. And, uh, you know, it looks like the curse is finally going to be broken this year. I mean, Milwaukee uh, is the only team so far in the NBA to have clinched a, uh, a playoff spot this year. But, uh, I mean, the Kings are, are not far behind. I think they're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with uh, inside the playoffs, uh, you know, to their own right. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of you has to do with it is, uh, you know, obviously the, the amazing all-star play of uh, – Demonis Sabonis, Sabonis and Darren Fox, uh, and the, the two of them, uh, as we've said, you know, they stretch the floor. They they move. They work well together. Uh, kind of the the dynamic to two man game that uh, the league uh, really needs to see. And uh, you know, when you have the, the your two best players, like uh, Jordan likes to always say, uh, at uh, two very different positions, it usually uh, yep. garners good results. Uh, and then yep. they surround them with uh, just good vibes, good shooters, good athletes, and uh, this has really worked out for the Kings' favor. And uh, the conversations been floating around Jordan. I mean, 
you know, we I think we both had uh, at least one of them on our all star ballots, uh, if not both. I think I think uh, uh, I think I might have even had both. I had both. Had two, uh, yeah, I think we might have both yep. had both. I don't know. You can go back and listen to our all star picks uh, if you're really interested. <clears throat> but uh, one thing that you know we'll be giving out, especially uh, you know, but before the, the or when the season concludes, rather, uh, is our own all NBA and uh, our own uh, NBA hardware selections uh, and. There's been conversation, uh, you know, Mike Brown, Coach Mike Brown of the Sacramento Kings brought it up. Uh, Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox potentially headed for All-NBA uh, teams this year. Uh, and yep. Jordan, I mean, do you think that they've uh, they deserved it this year? And, uh, you know, if, if you could, if you think about it right now off the top of your head, where, where would you place them uh, in your All-NBA categories if you're going to throw them onto one? I think they do both make All-NBA, all and that I didn't have to think that hard about it, to be honest with you, because, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, obviously the, the the first two center spots, uh, you know, the first two teams are going to be uh, Embiid and Jokic, but I think yeah. Sabonis is pretty clearly that third best center in the league are this they, year. Are I they going to cheat Are they gonna cheat the voters again and then start saying that uh, Jokic is a power forward or oh, uh, whatever the hell they did? Well, I've heard I've heard people talk about Sabonis being eligible for a forward uh, because he's played that in the past. But yeah, it's like yeah. he's their center now, yeah. um, so you know he. I don't want any of those shenanigans. Those three are centers, and they should be very obvious locks for the three uh, you know center spots uh, on, on those All NBA teams. Um, no Bam Adebayo, and, DeAndre Eaton, uh, none of them cracking over uh, Sabonis for well, you. Well, I think it would be. I think it would be a conversation, but I think I, off the top of my head, I think I would take Jared Sabonis Allen. over them. Uh, I, I think Sabonis. He, with them being second in the in the West, I think he's he's as big of a reason for that as anyone. And I think mm-hmm. he's having a career year. He was an All Star. I, I, I think I think I would put him in there again. I'd have to look at it. Nothing. This is all in pencil right now. I haven't gotten to uh, All NBA yet. But on the, the other side, you look out. at. When you look at Darren Fox, I mean, you've got you've got all, all you have to say is he's that that he's one of the six best six best guards in the league, and I think off the top of my head he probably is. When I'm thinking about who I've got, I mean, you've got Luca in there, obviously. You've got SGA, Steph mm-hmm. probably gets in there, though he's missed a lot of time. You know, talent wise, yeah. obviously he deserves to be in there. You've got you know the other guys like I don't know how the All NBA voters are gonna deal with Harden because I thought he deserved we both thought he deserved to be a starter in the All-Star game doesn't even make the team yeah. uh, but I think he's having a crazy underrated year putting up S- really SGA, really good numbers SJ is probably going to be uh, up there even though obviously OKC not the best team but I mean he's been insane You've got uh, all the Brunson truthers who are going to say he deserves to be mm-hmm. in there you've got people who are going to say Kyrie although I don't know about that but you go through the list I mean Jalen Brown is going to have his uh, his Jaylen name Brown. Out, Drew Holiday yeah. Yes, yeah, so, Donovan so, Mitchell. So, there's, 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 the guard no, spot. The guard. The guard spot is just fucked because it's like there's 20 guys vying for six spots. You're right. Okay, so now that I've, I'm thinking about it more, maybe, maybe it is going to be tough for De'Aaron Fox actually to squeeze on there. But it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. I, I, it wouldn't be crazy to say no, he's no. he's one of the six best because I mean we we maybe named like eight there or something. There's there's guys you could argue that he deserves to be over. Um, especially you know, with especially the record. in the case of like yeah yeah and it's you know in the case of like Brunson or even Holiday and guys like that it's like I think De'Aaron Fox has a strong argument to be sort of over them at that sort of tier below mm-hmm. the superstar guards of the game you've also got Dame <laughs> who, who yeah. we forgot about but you know his his record you know we're gonna have to take that into account but yeah it, it's gonna be tough but I definitely think they're each gonna have a chance and I think it would be kind of crazy it, it would be. I'll say it right now, it'd be a travesty if neither of them gets on because mm-hmm. uh, this team uh, has been this team has been one of the best teams in the league this year, which is crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. the Kings, one of the most fun to but watch. But they legitimately 
They legitimately have it. I mean, they're the runaway number one defense in the. Uh, sorry, <laughs> they wish the number one runaway yeah, offense yeah. in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. Got a you know Darren Fox once again last night in Chicago, uh, a, a game winning three to clinch the game for them. He has been you know simply put the best clutch player in the league. He's going to win that uh, freaking new 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 clutch shooter award this year, uh, probably by a mile. He's you know his his clutch scoring has been uh, just you know unmatched by anyone. Yep. He gets the, to the one spot so was, easily. Uh, the one yesterday was nice. It was it was beautiful and it was Talking a three, Wednesday. which is yeah, uh, which uh, you know is uh, you know something that he's sort of not uh, that wasn't the biggest strength coming into the league. So you know he, he's 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 shown that he's 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 gotten better every year. This is by far the best year of his career, and 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 you know the the clutch performance used to be the, his kind of Achilles heel. He used to kind of get worse at the end of games when they were close, but but now he's just murdering people and. Uh, and you know it's it's uh, again I uh, to be clear to all the Kings fans out there I know there's lots listening um, for, at least for me the reason I haven't talked about the Kings at, in that sort of top echelon of other West teams is because you guys are 26th in defense so I think at mm-hmm. the end of the day that's going to be what kind of is your undoing it's going to be but, tough in the playoffs yes but it's the Kings we should be celebrating this is great I mean yeah. they, they, we, we, they, they they blew past the the next step of not making the playoffs which is you know sneak into the play-in maybe have a good thing they're at second place in the West like they they are a, a legit squad who's gonna have home court advantage you know knock on what as long as and I know they're all fucking all the Sacramento Kings are fucking scared they're probably you know wearing their same jersey they haven't washed it in like eight months yeah. you know, throwing salt over their shoulder because you know, the Kings always screw this up but as for right now you've got You've locked down home court advantage in the playoffs. You can light the beam. You can get that crowd going. Yep. And there is there is some crazy world. You know, the matchups fall right. And I know this conversation has been going around, you know, the podcast dome. Uh, you know, people have been talking about it. That the Kings could somehow wind up in the Western Conference Finals, uh, you know, for for the first time since God knows when. So, Early, I, I, I love the, it. Uh, I'm Chris rooting Weber, for the Kings. Chris Webber, Pages uh, when they got... Did uh, they make the conference final? I guess they did. Yeah, yeah against the, the Lakers. Uh, they sh- and they should have won the Lakers. NBA Finals. Game six, yes. uh, one of the worst, uh, most controversial yep. finishes to a game. Uh, that, if you if you really want to watch, we talk about the refing being bad. We've talked about that on the podcast quite a few times. Go watch that game. Uh, I believe that's the 2003... Who was it that got popped in the face? Was it... Did Mike Bibby get fucking whacked yeah, in the it face? Was, yeah, Kobe. At the end Kobe of the elbows game? them in the face, and then they call foul on Bibby. Hey, whatever it takes. Uh, Mamba mentality, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, David Stern mentality. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that it's it's definitely in play. I think one of the only things that really holds the the Kings back in a lot of people's you know mind from keeping them in the mainstream is they don't have that alpha dog. And I think when we played yeah. who's the big dog earlier in the season, you know, we talked about who's the big dog between Sabonis and Fox. But this was early on to their success. Now yeah. when you look at it. I really don't think you can pick either of them. Like, I think maybe if you were going to pick one, you would probably go Fox, and that's just because he's the ball handler uh, and, and is probably, you know, a little bit more, uh, like, dominant on the court than uh, than Sabonis. Yeah. But Sabonis, again, this has a quieter game. Like, he impacts, uh, you know, more... He, you could argue he impacts more levels of the game than, uh, than yeah. Fox does. But the two of them, uh, you know, the, the the big, lumbering, slow guy that passes and uh, the, 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 the just speedy, crazy, athletic... Uh, point guard not usually the the winning combination that you would uh you would think of but somehow they put it together in sacramento and uh you know what from the from the bottom of the big dog's hearts uh we just want to extend our our sincerest congratulations to the kings on uh what's been yep. a great season all the best heading into the the playoffs and who knows maybe uh because uh chances are the raptors are gonna fucking not make it uh maybe we'll maybe we'll root for the Matt, maybe we we'll got a good win 
I'm back in on the Raptors, baby. We destroyed the Nuggets, man. I'm back in. We're making it. We're upsetting someone in the first round. Make it the Celtics, baby. Give me the Celtics. They look weak right now. They look vulnerable, man. Yeah, that would be, you know what, if you're going to play any team, but it looks like if they would get in, they're going to play Bubble revenge. Giannis in the Bucks. So we'll see how that goes. But We take care of them. We beat them twice in the playoffs. Yeah, let's okay. Go, let's, see, let's see how it goes with this team. Uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, uh, what 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 uh, beholds the the future for the Kings. But uh, an amazing season nonetheless, and we just wanted to, you know, finally give them uh, some love, give them some burn on the on the pod. But uh, like to end me. things off, if you didn't know, your ass better call somebody because it's March Madness, baby, NCAA Today, tournament. Man. Yep, uh, kicking it off today. Uh, I, I think you guys are probably going to be listening to this uh, on day two uh, of the first round of the NCAA yeah. tournament. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but by the time you listen, we to wanted this, to get the picks games. in. Yeah, we wanted to make sure we were picking before any of the it's, games started, so there was no allegations of cheating. So this yep. is it's nine a.m. on Thursday. No games have started. Well, the first four games have happened, but they don't really count. But yep. this and is I was, you know I was fresh three eyes. for four, three for four on that one. Uh, you know, wow. uh, what, what, uh, yep, Nevada. They well look fucking man. horrendous. I don't know how I backed <laughs> them, uh, but everyone else was uh, that, those were easy picks. Uh, but. Uh, Jordan, I mean, I don't know how you want to do this because I haven't seen your bracket, uh, surprisingly. Nope. I don't think the, this is one of the only years I don't think I've got a bracket pool going or anything like that. But, uh, Jordan, for me, my pick, I'm going basic here. Uh, my, my, my champion to win, the, win it all this year, I'm going with the favorites, Houston University. That's my pick. Uh, best two A team in the country, uh, based on my limited research. Uh, we're not the we're not college <laughs> basketball analysts, but uh, based on my my algorithm that I'm the the, the code that I uh, I like to use to decide my bracket. Uh, the University of Houston will be your NCAA champion, and then we'll play the Tennessee Volunteers in the uh, the, the NCAA championship game. Uh, the one seed over the four seed, sixty six to sixty four final score. It's going to be a classic. Wow. Well, Matt, I don't believe you that you didn't sort of peek at my bracket. I got Houston too, man. Uh, I think yeah. Jim Nance, Jim Nance, it's his last year. I'm pretty sure he went to Houston. He's going to be calling the game. I hope that, you know, they get a win for him, um, uh, you know, and he can sort of ride off into the sunset. Uh, great broadcasting career. Love you, Jim Nance. Uh I've got Tennessee out to Louisiana in the first Ooh. fucking round, man. Oh, boy. So we're going to be man. watching that. We're going to be watching that closely. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I, but but in the final, uh, you know, uh, Houston I've got as well. But I'm going to have them over Marquette, the two seed Marquette, yep, who's been yep. really good this year. Um, and uh, I I can't see because my screen is blocked off. But I think I said like <laughs> 84 to 74, something like that. Ten point, you know, fairly comfortable, close-ish game. Houston mm-hmm. pulls away at the end. So I uh, that's my prediction. Yeah. Yes. Um, Actually, oh yeah, maybe I should revise that. Thanks, Matt. But we still got time. <laughs> no problem, still got time. I'll help you. But uh, uh, it, my rounding out my final four, though, I've got TCU making it all the way through six seed. Uh, they're gonna play Houston there. That's, the that's one, your Cinderella. One, one end. That kind of because I've also got a six seed going and meeting Ooh, Marquette. Creighton, give me Creighton, man. Ooh, I like that uh, pick. Uh, I, I think you know the the Fighting Blue Jays or whatever they're called. Uh, I, I think this might be their mm-hmm. year to make some noise. Um, but I've got led by, I've also led got, by Ryan Nemhard, uh, the brother of Andrew Nemhard on the Pacers. There we go. Uh, and I've also, you know, I've got Purdue going far. My, my Canadian, Zach Eady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I wanted to get them all the way. You know, they're number one seed at Purdue. I wanted to get them all the way to the Final Four, but got them losing to Marquette in the Elite Eight, almost getting there. Respectable. 
Hey, um, Marquette's but, got yeah. a uh, Mar- Marquette uh, has a, a Canadian on it as well. Uh, the, uh, Olivier something Prosper. Yes. Uh, apologies yeah. for messing up your name, brother. Uh, but uh, one of the best. Uh, he, he he's got some good energy. I could see him in the NBA one day. He's uh, he's he's got some bounce. Good athlete. Good frame. Uh, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, I, I I I like your final four a little bit more. Uh, I mean, my I always have one that I just go. I, I get a Cinderella that I just uh, I end up loving my algorithm, the way that I, do, I yeah. create my bracket, which has always been the same. I'm never <laughs> stopping because my first time I ever made a bracket doing this, I was in like the top like 100 in the world. I had one wrong pick in the first round. It's never really Don't been as good you. since then. But uh, no one I, believes I've you, Matt. Nice try. Then. Uh, nice try. But yeah, I've got I've got Houston taking on Gonzaga uh, in the final four. Uh, the Zags. And I, Drew I, Timmy I hold, is still there. I'm and he'll still be there years think, on. Yeah, probably. He, he'll be able to make the. Uh, oh man, I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to draw back to it. Uh, Stetson Stetson <laughs> Bennett, uh, the quarterback oh. for Georgia. He's like 27. There we uh, go. But yeah, I've got Houston over the Zags, and uh, usually I've had Gonzaga winning the championship like the last like two or three years. So uh, you know, funny that they finally get ousted here uh, in my, yeah. my, my 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 mind. But uh, I've got Tennessee going up against my Cinderella, a true Cinderella story here, Jordan, the 12 seed Charleston. We're gonna be doing the Charleston all the way to the Final Four, baby. We're dancing. The big dance wouldn't be the same without doing the Charleston, man. I've got the I Charleston. Got Charleston. I got Charleston all the way to the lead eight, man. Creighton hey, beat out, he beat, beat them out, but I, I'm riding Charleston all day. It. Let's go. We're going Charleston, for, baby. And I think actually, oh no, I don't have Creighton going to the elite eight. I have Charleston upsetting uh, Arizona, the two seed, uh, to oh, get to yeah. the final four. So uh, it's going to yeah. be a, a bloodbath. But let's fucking go, Charleston, baby. We're riding. Look, with man. For 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 one reason only, I've never seen Charleston in this tournament, man. Yeah, never. I don't, think so uh, I don't remember. <laughs> so so I always ride those guys, those newcomers. It'll be a true Cinderella. Twelve seed's not bad. And, you know, the 12-5 is always that, you know, juicy, juicy first-round upset. San Diego State, uh, isn't that where Kawhi Leonard went? Uh, you don't have Kawhi Leonard anymore, bitch. So uh, uh, mm-hmm. let's let, let's go, Charleston. Let's get the upset going. I've got them upsetting Virginia next, too. And then they have to upset Alabama. So they're, they're you know, on upset watch, Charleston. Uh, but I think they can do it. Uh, again, until they run into those, uh, you know, the, the, those those boys from Creighton. Uh, but but an Elite Eight run or, or Final Four run for Charleston? It'd be fucking crazy, man. It'd be a party down there, and I'm assuming this is Charleston, South Carolina that we're talking about. Uh, I've never uh, heard of Charleston. So. Why not? Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm 100% down to ride Charleston. Uh, the, the other sort of Cinderella I have going to the Elite Eight, Iona, coached by Rick Patino, baby. Uh, oh, you know, boy. The, the old dog. I think he's gonna. <laughs> I think he's right. gonna make it through. Make it through. He's gonna beat U- UConn in the first first round. Uh, he's gonna get get through. He's gonna eventually beat one of the favorites, Kansas. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's gonna fall to TCU in the end because uh, I like what I've seen from TCU. I watched one of their games. They look pretty lit. So uh, let's go TCU, baby. Texas Christian. Keep, keep those. I'm uh, a Christian. Those, keep, sure, no, you're not. Keep those. Yes, uh, I am. Keep those pants dry, Rick. Uh, that's all I got to say. Uh, but uh, if you uh, if you want to uh, you know support the podcast, get any maybe any of our other picks, or just uh, cheer on Charleston with us this year. Uh, Charleston all the way, man. Yep, at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, we're gonna maybe do a, at Charleston Ball Talk. We'll, we'll become a total Charleston basketball fanboy podcast uh, if they can make this run yep. that we're uh, we're hoping they do. Uh, but yeah, do get at us at Big Dog Ball Talk, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the podcast, anything you'd like to see. And actually, now if you listen to us on Spotify, Spotify lets you comment uh, or leave a little uh, okay. messages on your. Uh, on the actual podcast, so leave us something. I don't care if it's calling Jordan an idiot, a big, stupid, smelly fucking guy. I don't care. How Say would they be able want. to smell me? 
No, trust me, man. I can smell you from here. Uh, okay. It's gonna be. Wow. Uh, but yeah, we, this is a, this is revolutionary. Wow. We can really get some good shit posting going on in uh, the comment section yeah. here. That's what we really need. Or uh, throw your hottest take in there. I don't care. Uh, yeah. Or do you think that uh, a, a person younger than you can be better than you at something? Uh, drop your reply in the comments. Uh, but uh, you're a big th- dog. You know you're they're, they're not. You know you're on top mm-hmm. forever, and uh, mm-hmm. that's why you're the little pup. Well, uh, established. It's been Big Dog Ball Talk, Matt Icorn and Jordan Flegel. We're going to be back on Monday with another jam-packed recap of the NBA's weekend action. And who knows? Maybe if Charleston gets ousted, we'll uh, sit here and have a cry session. But they're not. They're winning. They're going all the way, baby. Charleston forever. Live long and prosper, Charleston. And Matt Icorn, (laughs) Big Dog Ball Talk, Jordan Flegel, as my good friend always says. Oh, it's that time of year, Matt. Anything is possible, like uh, Kevin Garnett says, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and so many other people. I mean, this is great. We've got to embrace the, uh, the the chaotic energy of March Madness. Go out there. You can you can take down your Deliath, uh, Goliath. That's that's a mixture of David and Goliath. That's me, actually. I, I play both so sides. You can take down you Deliath. You can take down your... Deliath. <laughs> Even though she's in New York yeah. City and it feels like a thousand miles away, but tonight she does look so pretty. Yes, <laughs> okay, she does. This is, this is some really weird uh, references in this uh, episode, but uh, Goliath, you can take down your Goliath. You be David. You go, you know, you, you, you get your little slingshot, uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. now is the time of year to do it. Uh, you know, change is in the air, man. Um, I uh, Anything's possible, man. So I, uh, I need to, uh, you know, sort of... Do, determine my foe and go and 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 beat it but uh, matt i i hope you can do the same all right your 2023 ncaa championships going to the plain white tees